Welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I'm here with Thomas Smith, and we are going to be doing a little bit of a recap of what happened in the NFL this weekend, talking about what happened in college football this weekend. We had two great games, and we might even, we'll probably even talk about the playoff rankings that just came out about an hour and a half ago. So let's get started. Uh, yeah, the first game this week in the NFL was incredible. Chargers, Raiders, really good game. Uh, Raiders came out with the W. Really good game for the Raiders. I mean, Phillip Rivers yeah. looked terrible. Three uh, Ra- picks. Rivers was awful. Yeah. It was pathetic. Melvin Gordon's getting back into it, but unfortunately yeah. Rivers is uh, back on the struggle bus. Rivers there- had so many just, like, terrible throws. Like, he had a misthrow to Keenan Allen where I was like, bro, what are you doing? Right. And they had two picks in the – the Raiders had two picks in the first quarter. Or is it just the first half? Uh, I think it was the first half. Is that one that one guy for uh, Oakland. What's his name? Um, uh, Eric Harris had Eric a, Harris. Yeah. He had a pick six. Um, he also he had two picks in the first half, so the Raiders were impressive. Oh yeah, there was two. It was back to back drives for the for the Raiders. Like the first drive of the game for the Chargers ended in an inter- yeah. ended in an interception uh, to Harris, and then the second drive was a pick six to Harris again. Yeah, so Harris ended up with two picks. Were the Raiders up ten nothing or fourteen nothing? They were up at the half. They were up seventeen to fourteen. At the end of but at, at the beginning, they started off like ten to nothing or fourteen to nothing. Uh, so they started yeah, off really they were hot. Up ten to nothing. Ten to nothing. That's what I thought. And it looked like they were going to run away with it because they were defensively they were playing so well and Rivers was and offensively horrendous. they were fine too. Uh, Derek Carr. Please. Derek Carr is like not impressive. Like this year, he hasn't been like. A game changer like Russell Wilson, right? Or like Deshaun Watson, but he's been just managing the games, um, doing the little things, doing everything right. And John Gruden's not had to ask him to do a whole lot, and I've really liked him in that in that role. Like the Raiders' offense wasn't great on Thursday, yeah. but it was it was good enough to get the job done. Right. Like they only had to go nine yards, or they went nine yards after the interception return on that drive, and were able to get a field goal, and then had the interception touchdown, and then they really didn't get another touchdown until right before uh, the end of the half, where they had like a seventy-six yard drive. Right. Uh, that ended with a uh, Derek Carr touchdown pass. Yeah. So, I mean, they struggled a little bit. They had, I think they only had one missed field goal, yeah. Uh, but, all, I mean, at the end of the day, they get the win. Raiders looking good in that division right now. And like, they're, they're not four. leading the division. I think they're I think they're only like a half game behind or something And they're like fighting for a playoff spot. Right now, I think the Raiders make the playoffs. Like, and I don't expect the Chiefs' struggles to continue. Right. But if the Chiefs' struggles continue and the Raiders continue to play well... They'll win that division. It'll be tough. It will Raiders. be because uh, they gotta, they gotta make, they gotta get into the wild card ahead of Pittsburgh, who we'll talk about later. Right. But yeah, I mean they're five and four. They've been really surprising this year. I don't think anyone su- expected Oakland to uh, be in contention for a playoff spot. Uh, yeah, I don't think really so. John Josh Jenkins has been a huge part of it. I mean, he he had sixteen carries for seventy one yards and a touchdown. Right, and usually they're getting him the, the ball. Usually they're getting him the ball a, a lot more in games, yeah. uh, which is part of the reason why they struggled offensively. Someone that's really impressed me. I mean, he didn't do do much in this game. Uh, Hunter Renfro 
Yeah, he's been hot the past like couple of games before yeah. Thursday's game. Right. He's been pretty good. He's surprised me, like you said. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be that great in the NFL. I didn't even know if he was gonna like play. For I didn't know Oakland. if he was gonna get drafted. I, I was surprised. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if he. I, I, well, I mean, I expected him to get drafted, like seventh round, sixth round maybe, but he got drafted in the fifth round. Right. Which was pretty high. Which was high, and then he essentially has been starting almost the yeah. whole season in the slot, in the slot which yeah. has been kind of surprising. Really surprising, actually. Yeah, it's been insanely surprising. Yeah. But yeah, um, Rivers was awful. Like he had, he had. How many picks did he have? Three. Three picks. He had a fumble. He didn't lose it, but not a good day for him. Yeah, tough day for him. The Packers picked up a good win. Uh, the Panthers, pretty good football team. The Packers' offense was was struggling late. Uh, uh, it was snowy, though. The weather was bad. It was snowy. Uh, it was it was snowing that whole game. Uh, pretty hard. Like, once it got to the fourth quarter, it right. started snowing pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, is going to hurt the Panthers a lot more than the Packers because the Packers are used to it. Um, but yeah, the Panthers almost had a, a drive at the, at the end of the game to, uh, win the game, to win the game or tie the game. It would have tied it. Yeah, it would have tied it. Point game. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the longest final minute of any football game. Like oh, yeah. in the history of football, like that was such a long final minute. It was, there was like the Packers had so many opportunities to like sack. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen and Kyle Allen was like. Kyle, Kyle Allen, Allen was unsackable oh on that final getting, possession. Like, well, he was doing that all game, too. It wasn't even just the final possession. Yeah. Like, watching the whole game, we should have had, like, legit probably, like, eight sacks on Kyle Allen that game. Yeah. And I think we only had, what, like, three? Yeah, I remember watching early in that game. He had this, yeah, like, he had this spin move. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I forgot who he... But he, he, I think it was against the Darius Smith. It was Darius Smith. Yeah. He just broke his ankle. It was, like... It was bad. It was pretty funny. Yeah, Kyle Allen... He wasn't terrible in that he final drive. He had one, like, bad interception Yeah. that, like, Adrian Amos jumped the route. Like, he stared down the receiver, threw it into, like, what was already, like, a fairly tight window. Like, the guy was kind of, like, in the end zone. Adrian Amos, like, kind of, like, jumped over to it. Almost picked it. Adrian Amos actually didn't pick it. It goes right. through Adrian Amos's hands and like tips up to Tremont Williams. Right. Uh. So that was Tremont's the, like so old. He's like thirty six, thirty five, thirty six. Yeah. Thirty six. Yeah, he's old. But yeah, Kyle. That's like such an an unideal situation for him in the snow and that bad weather because yeah. he doesn't have a strong arm like, at all. Yeah, and he's never really had to play like in the snow. Where's he from? Yeah. Texas, right? He's from Texas. He's from Texas. I don't know if he's from A&M. Texas, but he played at A and M, and then he then transferred to Houston. Houston, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's from Texas. Yeah, but yeah, he's never really had to play in the snow like that. So, um, on ninety two nine, the game, he's uh, Hugh Douglas. Was like saying that, um, oh, he's was, from Arizona. Sorry, was yeah. he said that uh, Kyle Allen was a rookie, which is like not true. He's yeah, not a rookie. Not. Uh, he's a second year player, right? Right. I, I maybe he was confused because Kyle Allen had like a year out of the league where he played in the AAF. Yeah. But really, uh, that, he was in the AAF. Yeah, he was. The I didn't best know Quarterback that. in the AAF. I had no clue. That's why he was a. Uh, yeah, that's why he uh, was picked up by the Panthers. I think he's good. I think, I, I am like I wrong Allen. in saying he was on the AAF? In the I don't remember him being in the AAF. I don't think he was in the AAF. I mean, Who I could be wrong. Thinking of then? I mean, there was this, there was this really good 
quarterback for the um, Orlando team that was expected to be picked up by an NFL team in the first half of the season. I don't know. Oh, who you're right. It was up. it was Garrett Gilbert, I think. Is yeah, the guy that I was Gilbert. Yep. He's also on the Panthers. That's oh why really? Was, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I I was I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's right. It was Garrett Gilbert. Is the guy I was thinking of? But yeah. Uh, so yeah, he is a second year player. That's right. He's not a rookie. Because uh, I mean, if he was a rookie, he would be up for rookie of the year. Yeah. Right now, um, he's been he's been fine. Like he hasn't <clears throat> yeah. been phenomenal. But he's really taken over and helped that team stay in a position to make a playoff run. Especially, right. like, obviously that team relies so heavy on Christian McCaffrey and a good defense. Yeah. Um, but Kyle Allen's done what he has to do to keep them alive. I yeah. mean, obviously in the, the Green Bay game, tough game, good team. You're playing at Lambeau in a snowstorm. Yeah, it's so, tough. tough it's, it's tough. A tough scenario. I mean, he is like or a tough situation. He's not a rookie, but like this is his first year ever starting. Yeah. So I like him. I think he's good. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I had a brutal day. Who? The Lions. Oh boy. I, I mean, mean, just because I mean they're three and five now. They had such a good start to the season. They looked really good. They got a good defense. Stafford's been having a good year, and then Stafford broke bones in his back. Which sounds horrific. Like, that sounds like a horrendous uh, injury. He was going to play, too. Yeah, he wanted to play. Which he was like, crazy. he was like, I'm going to play. And the doctors were like, we're like, yeah, not like, going yeah, to uh, allow you have you broken bones in your back. He was like, oh, that's tough. I'm going to go out there and play. Let, let, let's, let's chill. Let's not play. I don't think uh, the doctors were like, let's not play on a broken back. It was probably not the best decision. And then they lost to the Bears only okay. by seven points. I can't. I can't stand the Bears. Mr. Trubisky's stat line doesn't look bad, but they were not good in that game. No. Like, he had three touchdowns, but they were not good in that game. Yeah. Like, he he wasn't either. 16 for 23, 173 yards and three touchdowns. He's so inconsistent. Right. Like, that that's that's Trubisky's biggest issue is inconsistency. Um, some, some games he's good, he's making good decisions, and he's making good reads. And some some games he's not, and you just gotta live with it, and right. and it sucks. Detroit can theoretically still make the playoffs, but they 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 have to win out. They gotta win out. They have to win out. Yeah, they're three five and one. They really need to get. I mean, they essentially need that win. The if they target, had that win, right? The target win, like for a season to make the playoffs, is right. pretty much ten wins. Yeah. So, I don't know what the playoff picture is looking like right now. But I'm. I mean, they can theoretically still make it. I think. Yeah, the craziest stat from that game is Je- Jeff Driscoll throwing forty six times. Passes. Well, like that's crazy. I was thinking about it, and like they, wasn't it the day? It was either the day before or the day of the game where they said found out that Stafford wasn't playing. Was it the day of that they decided he wasn't going to play? Yeah. I mean, you game planned all week to have Stafford sit there back there and throw the ball, and now you're gonna. Just come in with the backup quarterback and completely change the game plan for like everybody else. I don't know. I mean, obviously it'd be ideal if they could have, and they don't really have a run game right now because yeah, Jeff Carryon's out. Johnson's out. Jeff Driscoll was their leading rusher. Is starting running back Ty Johnson? Yes. <laughs> that, that's yeah. That's just a bad, a brutal loss just because 
Stafford didn't play. Well, no, it's, it's J- J.D. McKissick, but Ty Johnson Ty is Ty Johnson is getting some carries. Some significant playing, carries, so. yeah. Uh, but Driscoll was their leading rusher with 37 yeah. yards. They had 98 yards on the ground with uh, four different rushers. So, I mean, okay, I have, a, I have an interesting question. Who would you rather have, like, not necessarily as a starter, right. but just, like, as a backup? <clears throat> no, we'll say as a starter. Like, if you have to start one of these guys, who would you rather have, Kaepernick or Driscoll? Uh, I'm saying Driscoll. Really? Why would you say Driscoll? Well, I've been seeing Cap play in three years. Yeah, that's... I think that's what I well I like saw, I can't like how can I right how can I pick Kaepernick and like have a logical explanation for why I'm picking Cap I haven't seen him play in three years right well I saw somebody on Twitter today saying well some they were replying to somebody who said uh, Kaepernick's a joke he can't play anywhere and then they said Dre- Jeff Driscoll is starting for the Lions Kaepernick can play somewhere and it got me thinking like is Driscoll like is Kaepernick better than Driscoll? Like we don't really know. Because yeah, we don't know. All these people saying years. that, like all these people throwing out random names of scrubs and then saying that Kaepernick is better than this person. What have you seen? They're he literally basing played. this off of a Super Bowl that was what five six years ago. Yeah, like when he last played, he wasn't good. There's a reason he was benched for Blaine Gabbert. Right. Uh, but like, I mean, he was legitimately he was only good in in. Uh, Harbaugh's I mean, system. Yeah, he wasn't great when he last played. He wasn't even good. He was mediocre. He was right. maybe even below average. Like, he wasn't good when he last played. Yeah, and that he, was I mean, three got, years he ago. He got benched for Blaine Gabbard. So, yeah. And, like... Multiple times. Like, he, he would come back and then get benched. Like... Yeah, no, like, we're not even not being political good... about it. Like, this is... He just... We just don't know what he is. Yeah, he I hasn't don't... played in three years. I have no problem with Kaepernick's like kneeling stance or anything like that yeah. at all. Like I don't have any problem with his his political stance. I don't I don't feel like that's necessarily a big issue when it's coming to like signing him. Right. Like they're they're saying it's a distraction, but I don't know who it's hurting when you're just... I think the bigger issue is the money he's asking for. Right. For his level of play that he showed. I think he wants like big starter money and I don't even know if he's that he's level not even of gonna, player. Where is he gonna be a starter? I like Okay. But yeah. I mean, if he has a good workout, imagine this. He has a good workout and the Bears sign him. Yeah. It could be interesting. I think the kneeling is a little bit of an issue because it's kind of a distraction because of the media. The it, media yeah, it's only a distraction media, because of the media. The media will make it a distraction. And if he's not your – like, if he's your backup quarterback, then you'd rather just not met, just not have him on your right, team. Right, but if he's your starter and significantly contributing to your team. Like, if he, you'll, you'll if he gets it. signed yeah. by the Bears and, like, legitimately turns them around and – Takes him to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I don't even know if it's possible right now. What exactly. are they looking yeah. like? And they're four and five. I, I yeah, mean, it's yeah, possible. Five. They can hop in in a wild card, but I mean, if he does that, I don't feel like it's a big issue. Yeah, I don't expect him to get signed. I don't either. I uh, expect. I I kind of just like from reading about it. I kind of feel like this was kind of like the NFL saying, "Okay, we'll give you a shot, but not really." Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, keep crying about you're not playing, fine. Here, here's a workout, but nobody's going to sign you. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how this is. I feel like this is not being taken seriously. Right. I feel like this is just, like, something to get out to the media and to get out to all the social justice warriors that are so outraged that Kaepernick's not getting, like, because yeah. like, people are acting like Kaepernick 
didn't get any contract offers after that and didn't get like he they the San Francisco 49ers were offering to re-sign him and he had a workout with the Seahawks did he not I don't know if he had a workout with the Seahawks, but I know that the Bron- – was it the Broncos? Yeah, it was the Broncos were looking at him. I know the Ravens were looking at him. Yeah, like – But the Ravens didn't – they looked at him, and they were – I think they were they were looking to possibly sign him, uh, but they went away from him. They decided not to pursue uh, Kaepernick because some uh, tweets from his girlfriend, who's like a – I don't know if she's, like, she's some political, like, um, what am I trying to say? Activist? Uh, not activist. Um, she's not, she's, I don't know what I'm trying to say. A radicalist. Oh, she's, okay. like, a radical, yeah. I got you. She's, like, a, she's just a social justice warrior, yeah, I she's, guess. But she's kind of crazy, like, with really? some of the things she says on Twitter. She's, like, out, like, way out there with okay. some of the thing, some of the things she says. And so, that stuff just push the Ravens away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, I really feel like that this is not being taken yeah. seriously by any NFL scouts right. or, like, yeah. uh, the personnel from an NFL. Uh, I just feel like this is kind of a, okay, we're doing this so that people will not be so mad at the NFL anymore. Yeah. And then he won't get signed. Right. I, I mean, for his sake, I hope he gets signed. I don't have a problem with Kaepernick. I mean, I even like I liked Kaepernick when he was playing. He was an exciting player to watch. Wow. He's kind of like, I mean, like nowadays, like that's kind of like his style of play is kind of normal. Right. But, like when he was playing in like it was, yeah, so 2013, it was like yeah, it yeah. it was it was exciting. It was like it was like Lamar Jackson and like Russell Wilson. Right. It it was exciting, and I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't expect him to get signed. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, right yeah. now I think he's my MVP. Um, I think I, I think, would I would vote I would give Russ a, a some real consideration. I think he took control of the MVP race. Yeah, um, and I know I know it was against the Bengals, but he was spectacular. Are the Ravens the best team in the in the NFL? No, no. Who's better than them? The, the Patriots, the Forty ers Okay, are the Forty Niners better yes. than them? Yeah, they had so many injuries at, last night. Like George Kittle was out. Matt Brader got hurt. That's like they had a ton of injuries. I'm not gonna go and say that the 49ers are better than the Ravens. I would I wouldn't say that yet. I w- I'd be interested to see them play. Um, here's I mean, I'm just gonna list off some of like the big wins for the Ravens. I mean, last night all I'm gonna I mean we can talk about the 49ers later, but um, last night they did have a lot of injuries. Right. Here here are some big wins that the Ravens have. They have a thirty to sixteen win over the Seahawks, a thirty seven to twenty win over the Patriots. They obviously have that big forty nine to thirteen win over the Bengals. Yeah. And then they have uh a big fifty nine to ten win over the Dolphins. I mean, they kept it close with a hot Chiefs team. Uh eh, I mean, I don't know if that's really a a pro for them. But they they have like big wins like recently. They've yeah. been hot recently. Like at the beginning yeah. of the year they started out two and two. But they they had like a disgustingly terrible loss to the Browns. Right. In week four. Yeah, that was that was a really, really bad loss. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the anomaly. They lost forty season, points to the Browns. Yeah, forty to twenty five. I wonder what the Ravens are looking like, um, in terms of like 
like what their offense and defense is bringing. Well, like oh. Lamar Jackson struggled that that game. Like he threw three touchdowns, but he also threw two picks that yeah. game. And their defense could not stop the run running game of Cleveland all night no. uh, or all day. Nick Chubb in that game had twenty carries for one hundred sixty five yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. So. And that, but like Lamar Jackson was incredible, and he may have had his MVP moment in this Bengals game. Did you see that spin oh, maybe had? Yes. That was, that was nasty. so beautiful. Their offense is so weird. It's option, a lot of options. Um, and even uh, this weekend, like, Lamar Jackson got to throw it. I know he threw it 17 times, but, I mean, he, he threw the ball so well. I mean, he's accurate. He's a very good thrower. They, it, they could legit throw the ball 30 times a game if they wanted to. Right. But Lamar Jackson is, so, ha, is such a weapon. He's so dynamic as a, rusher. as a runner. Yeah, and he's so dynamic and so explosive as a runner that they have to utilize that part of his game. Yeah. But, like, don't get it twisted. He is a great passer. Right. And he could be one of the best the best passers in the league if they wanted to be a primarily – if they wanted to pass. Like, if they wanted to lean on his passing. Uh, but they don't. They utilize his, his running ability. I feel like their offense is like, it's 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 like revolutionizing or yeah, that's the right word. Revolutionizing the the NFL. Like yeah. like more people are coming to, like, to like for like going after like running quarterbacks and like yeah, um, creating an offense around a quarterback's ability to scramble and run. Yep. But it, at the same time, it's almost like throwing it back to like that. Just like ground and pound, smash mouth football, but like, it's it's just it's so much different than anything I feel like we've ever seen. Yeah. Because like they're they're gonna like run the ball, and like have big explosive runs with Lamar Jackson, but then and and have like this pound it with Mark Ingram too, when they need to. Yeah. But then Lamar Jackson can drop back and throw a fifty yard bomb on you. Right. And and, and just drop a complete dime like. He he's not inaccurate with the ball. He's he's not a running back that's at quarterback. Yeah. He is a quarterback. <clears throat> like he's got two games this year where he has a perfect passer rating. I don't that I think I heard that that's never happened before in a single season. I don't think any quarterbacks ever had a two games in a single season with a perfect passer rating. Yeah. He's been incredible and I mean the NFL is a copycat league. Right. I'm not going to be surprised if you see Guys, like in a couple of years, start reaching like scout teams start reaching for guys in the draft that like just because they have like flashy explosive speed. So to, to try to it's going to be hard to replicate this because yeah because Lamar Jackson is a one of a kind right. kind of quarterback and he <laughs> like he really can throw and run at such a high <laughs> level right and that's just not normal. I who who is there's no one like Lamar Jackson in this draft class. Right, there's there won't no be one next year. There won't or be. the year after that. Like there's just there's never gonna be a guy like Lamar Jackson. The the only thing in the league right now that you have that's like even in the same ballpark is like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, but it's not even, even close. Even the, it's they, not even close they are to not the explosiveness even, that Lamar Jackson and the And the I don't wanna I don't wanna like I'm not so, trying to knock on Russell. I don't want to say or, that act like I act like Russell Wilson isn't better than Lamar Jackson because I think he is. Yeah, Russell but, Wilson is a better quarterback. Than but Lamar like, I'll say that. But their 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 play styles are so different. Right. And Russell Wilson is asked to throw the ball a lot more, 
but because like, Russell, middle... I think Russell Wilson is a better. I mean, Russell Wilson is a better passer than Lamar Jackson, yeah. and uh, some of that comes with experience, right, right, and some right. of that obviously comes but, from intangibles too. But like yeah. Russell Wilson is just a phenomenal passer, but he also has the third of his legs, yeah. like Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson is so different in his style of play. He utilizes his legs so much more, and he's not afraid of contact, really. Like, right. Oh, right. yeah, you'll see, he is you'll not see afraid Russell of... Wilson, like, sliding. He's making the safe plays. Russ, uh, Lamar Jackson's out there trying to take people's ankles and run over people. Yeah. Kind of like Cam early on, but in a, a much different style. Yeah. I mean, that's mm. crazy. Like, I don't know. This this Ravens team is so much different than they were last year. Right. Now, last year they were so much better defensively. Last year their their defense carried them, and they were still like it was like they were still trying to figure out how to use Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson wasn't a good thrower last year. Right. Now Lamar is so is, much. Over Lamar Lamar is crazy. Like he can throw the ball so much better. And their defense took a step back. They lost a lot of. They lost. Yeah, they lost Terrell Suggs. They lost to Darius Smith. They lost CJ Mosley. Yeah, and they, they took lost a big a hit on defense. They did. I mean, they did gain players in the secondary. Yeah, like, and they, Marcus Peters is Marcus falling Peters out has right been now. Phenomenal. Marlon Humphrey has it's been awesome. way better than last year. Earl Thomas has even been productive. Right. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how teams are gonna, the are gonna. I don't know what you can do with this team like, in the playoffs. You're not like no one's gonna want to face the Ravens, right? And how do you and how do you like defend this in practice? How do you work on this during practice? You don't have anybody on your team on your practice exactly. squad that has even a fraction of the explosiveness that Lamar Jackson can create on the field. This is gonna have to be super disciplined. Like and like, like I you think have, the, I think the only team in the AFC that can beat this team is the Patriots, right? And they just and got, they've already seen and them. they just got destroyed. Which I think is a good thing for the Patriots when you look at it. Because now they've already seen Lamar Jackson, and they can spend the next... I mean, I'm not going to say they need to spend the next like month or two on cruise control, but they... They don't. They have a harder second half schedule than their first half, but they don't have like a ridiculously right. hard schedule that they can't win. Uh, so they can really start heavily like game planning for Lamar Jackson when they know they're going to see him in the playoffs again. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's I'm, a. I'm really excited about that matchup. I don't know if there's really such thing as a good loss, but I think that's about as close as it comes for the Patriots. Like they they had a good loss. Like they lost, but they were able to have a game where they got to see the Ravens' offense and Lamar Jackson yeah. instead of having to, like firsthand instead of having to right. just watch film and film on him going into the. Yeah, I don't even know, I don't even know how you defend this Ravens' offense because you have to worry about Lamar Jackson as a passer, but before you even worry about that, you gotta worry about him running the ball. They run a lot of option, and then if you get too focused on all that, and Marquise Brown, who you have to. Yeah, Marcus Brown with blazing speed. Yeah, he's who can just fa- run past you. Yeah, he's one of the fastest players in the NFL. If you don't as have, a rookie. yeah, right. And if you don't have like good, technically sound linebackers, you're screwed because yeah. the Ravens have like the best tight end trio right in the NFL. They're, I mean, they're really, they're really uh, like the only. They're really like the only uh, NFL team that's really running this this style of offense. Like that, every single play they're having pretty much every, pretty much every single play they have a three tight end uh, formation with like Marquise Brown on the outside. Like they just have so many weapons. They have the big guys because I think Jim Harbaugh did so, or not Jim Harbaugh John Harbaugh did such a good job of 
like kind of watching Lamar Jackson in college because Lamar Jackson in college had a lot of success throwing the ball to tight ends. Right. And I think he did a great job of like uh, copying that from like his time at Louisville and just giving it like a little like little bit of his own spin to make it more of like like NFL caliber offense. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's crazy what the Ravens are doing so far. And a few weeks back, like, this team was not as hot, was not, like, like as highly regarded as they are now. Like, like, they were kind like, of struggling a little bit. Like I said, they were 2-2 two and two to start the season. And then, I think the week after, after that. The, after they lost to the Browns, it was like, ooh. And they were still struggling because they had, like, a really close game with the Bengals after that. They had, uh, yeah, after the, after the Browns. Uh, lost. They went into overtime with the Steelers and ended up pulling out a win. And then they struggled against the the Bengals, only winning twenty three to seventeen. Yeah. But then they really turned it on. Were able to beat the Seahawks in Seattle and then go on uh, and face the Patriots and like they've been hot the past three games. The past three games have been really good for them. Yeah. Uh, this is. A, I'm looking at all these scores. This was a crazy week in the NFL. Like, there were so many good games. There were so many upsets, too. Like, yeah. the Browns over the Bills really surprised me. And that was crazy. Okay. I This game was insane to watch. Did you see the uh, the two goal line stands by the Bills? I did not. I did not watch the game. It was... Okay, so the play calling, uh, predictably, was awful. Like, Nick Chubb, the first, the first go-around... Um, Nick Chubb had an insane run down to the wing-yard line. And then they had four straight plays. They couldn't get into the end zone. They were on the wing-yard line. They, like, they had Nick Chubb. I don't know why they didn't just hand and just let him run up run up the middle. Um, and they, like, tried to run, like, pitch it to him, run these pitch runs to the outside, and they couldn't do it. They ran it. They ran. They, they had two drives where they were inside, like, the five-yard line. And they had eight straight plays um, where they're in, inside the five-yard line. And they tried to pitch it four times because apparently Freddie Kitchen didn't, didn't realize after the third straight pitch that it wasn't going to work again. So he tries it again, on, I think, on third down. And they get stopped. They got three points out of eight, uh, eight plays inside the five. It was crazy. Terrible play calling by Kitchens. And, I mean, Kitchens is awful. Right. I mean, looking terrible. looking back at, like, if I was, like, legitimately looking at this matchup before uh, the week, like, if I legit had to bet on it, I probably would have thought harder about it. Because it doesn't really surprise me looking back that the Browns won. Because yeah. the Bills this year, like, their record makes them look so much better than they actually are. Right. The Bills are not, like, a super good football team, but they have had a ridiculously easy first-half schedule yeah. uh, where they play in a joke of a division with, uh, that is the AFC East. Besides the Patriots, it's the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Right. The Bills are a mediocre team in a joke division, so they're going to pick up some wins. Like, their first game, they beat the Jets by one point, then they beat the Giants – then they have the Bengals that they win. Then they lose to the Patriots, beat the Titans, the Dolphins, and then they play. They end up actually having to play like a semi-good team in the Eagles and get beat. Then they beat the Redskins. Like they haven't played a good team, like a legitimately quality team, except for yeah. the Patriots all season. And but the second half of their schedule, 
They have games where they have to play the Cowboys, the Bills, the Steelers, and the Patriots in back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Which is, I think, I think the Bills will finish 9-7 and seven and just miss out of the playoffs. Yeah, they don't look like a playoff team right now. Like, offensively, I mean, they couldn't finish drives in this game. They couldn't score points. Like, with with the difficulty of their schedule in the second half, they really needed to beat the Browns. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they're averaging 18 points per game. And that's just not good. And in the, like, um, I saw the stat where, I don't know, it's like in the past, I don't know how many seasons, but if you're averaging 18 points per game, you're usually getting six wins. Which is obviously yeah. They play in a jungle division, and they're going to end yeah. up with nine wins because of it. Yeah. Uh, like put the Falcons in the AFC East, and they might do the same thing the Bills are doing. Yeah. The I mean, it was it was a, a really bad game. Like it was, seemed like it, both teams were, <laughs> were like trying to lose this game at times. I did like uh Kareem how the Browns used Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in this game because this is Kareem Hunt's first game, um, and I like that Kareem Hunt had some success. I really like the way they yeah, use those two he running backs. seven and a half yards a carry. Yeah. Four, uh, four carries for 30. And then he ended up, he was he proved to be really good out of the backfield as a yeah. receiver with seven catches for 44 yards on the day. Yeah, so, so I like how they, how they got both running backs involved. Jarvis Landry had an awesome day. Nine yeah. nine catches for 97 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's, he's been awesome the last three weeks. Yeah, he's he's been... Like, he's actually become relevant in fantasy football. Right. It's been crazy. Right. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And the Browns, there was a moment in this game where it looked like the Bills were going to. Yeah. They, they, they took control. They were going to really blow the Browns out. And it was like, in the fourth quarter, the Browns had, it's like the new, um, it's like a pitch, but it's like a little touch pass. Where the oh, run, the running yeah, back comes it, in motion and they yeah. just like can't remember what it's called, but I know what you're is it, about. I don't know what it's called. It's like a, a tap, a little, you know what I mean though. Yes, I, I do. They just like toss into the running back in front of them, and it's a forward pass, so it's a pass, and it's not, um, uh, it's not lateral. And Nick, I think it was, it was either Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt just drops it, but it's not a fumble though because it, because it's a forward pass, and the Bills took it to the to the house for what they thought would be a touchdown. Um, and they would have gone up, that would have put them up double digits, would have put them up 23 to 16, no, no, it would have put them up double digits, I forgot what the score was at that it point. It would have tied it, uh, they missed a field goal at one point. Well, they, I think it would have made it like 23 to 13. Okay, so they were up uh, 16 to 12 at one point. Uh, wait, when are you talking about? So there was a, a, a... On that play where they did that little, um, a little tap pass or a, little, a short pass to uh, to one of the running backs, and he drops it. Um, they called it a fumble, and Tremaine, I think it was Tremaine Ed- Edmonds took it to the house, and um, it was called a fumble, return for a touchdown, and the Bills went up, I believe, double digits, and well, obviously it got the points. It got called back because it's a forward pass. Um, and at that point, it was in the fourth quarter, and the Bills would have gone up double digits, double digits at that point, and they would have been in total control of this game. Right. Um, I, one of the things that really hurt the Bills, they had two missed field goals. Yeah. In the game, they had. And uh, that final, that final field goal they missed. Was yeah, wide left bad. on the first one, and then the last one was 
uh, also wide left. So, uh, Hoshka, a tough day for him. I mean, the first one was a 34-yarder, and he yeah. should have easily hit that one. But the, the second one was, was like, a 53-yarder, oh, which is long. I mean, that's that's a tough field goal. But you're an uh, NFL, a kicker in the NFL. You're yeah. supposed to be the best at what you do in the world. Right. You should be hitting that. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Josh Allen was actually solid in that game. I don't I don't know what his stat line looked like. Uh, he only had 266 yards on incompletions. Is but, Josh Allen the guy for the Bills, though? Yeah. I think, Is he? Like, I mean, for now, they're not going to draft a quarterback good. this year. I don't think he – I don't really think he's good. He's, he doesn't have a lot of weapons, though. I, I know that, but he, well, one of the things, he's really surprised me because when he was coming out of the draft, I thought he was going to be one of the guys that's just like every single game throwing it 40-plus times and just taking, like, just hucking bombs down the field every single chance he got because he had such a big arm. But he's really been – I mean, like he threw threw it 40 times in the Browns game. Yeah. But, like, consistently throughout this, this season and last season – He's been more of like a athletic like scrambler than he has yeah. been a pocket passer. Yeah. I really thought he was going to be a guy that just sat back there and threw it, but he's well, been, he, he's he surprised me of, with his athleticism too. The issue with the Bills is they don't have a whole lot of weapons. Like they have John Brown, Cole Beasley. Um, they don't really have a deep threat. Right. Although John Brown, John Brown's fast. can be utilized as a deep threat, but he's not being utilized in that way. They like, if a, they had, like, a DK Metcalf type receiver, I think the Bills' offense would improve a lot because they have that option. They have a, a young <clears> tight end that's that's solid named Dawson Knox. From yeah, no, he's yeah, a rookie. yeah, Knox. He's, he's solid. And then they have, like, Robert Foster from Alabama. Um, they have... Man, Devin Singletary's nice. I like yeah, him. Yeah, Devin Singletary's been He's been kind of surprising. Back, he's been surprising this year. Out of the backfield. And then they also have... The ageless Frank Gore. Yeah. They also have Isaiah McKenzie, too. Uh, I kind of forgot about him. Isaiah McKenzie is one of their wide receivers. Yeah, but if you can't score or stop the run, you're not going to have success. And the Brown and the Bills struggle with both of well, those. They're lucky that they have a good defense. Like, yeah. their defense has been keeping them in games. Yeah. So, big loss for the Chiefs. Yeah, this that was week. crazy. I mean, I can't believe that the Chiefs lost the game in which Patrick Mahomes threw for 446 yards and three touchdowns. Threw it 50 times that game. He was insane. He was awesome in this game. And he even had that uh, that jump pass to Miko Harmon who, yeah. that he took for how many yards was it? Was it 60, 70 yards? It was crazy. 63 yards. 63 yards. I mean, crazy game from Holmes, and they still lost. Ryan Tannehill, three. Th- this is his third game-winning drive this season. And, I mean, he's got this starting QB job on lock. Mahomes, like, Mariota is not coming back. Like, right. Mariota's done. Well, I mean, one of the things that obviously helps the Titans is that the Kansas City Chiefs have one of the worst defenses in the yeah. NFL, especially against the run. Like, listen to this. Derrick Henry on the on the day, 23 carries, 188 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. He destroyed them. And I know he ripped a big run, too. He, yeah, he ripped, he ripped a 68-yard run in the third quarter uh, that really that uh, gave the Titans the lead. 
Yeah. And then they had a big blocked field goal, didn't they? Yeah, and towards the end, At Harrison the end. Butker had that blocked field goal, um, which is brutal because Butker's been arguably the best kicker in the whole league. Right. And he doesn't have an opportunity an opportunity to make that to kick that field goal because it got blocked. Um. But yeah, Derrick Henry looked like the best player on the whole field in this game. He was awesome. The Chiefs surprisingly ranked pretty high in terms of pass defense. Uh, they're top 15. I believe they're, like, close around 12. Um, I mean, I can look that up right now. I don't really remember. Let me look. Um, but I was looking at, the, at this the other day. The Chiefs are in the bottom half. They're, like, towards the bottom in terms of run defense. Yeah. But let me see. No, they're actually number eight in terms of pass defense. This is crazy. Um, yeah, they're awful against the run, which Derrick Henry, you know, showed. Uh, he exposed their weakness in the, in that part of the defense. But yeah, I'm just really shocked that Patrick Mahomes played that well and the Chiefs still lost. Like the Titans scoring 35 points is insane. But I mean, with that bad of a defense. It's going to happen, right? And Ryan Tedhill's been awesome. And his, how many starts does he have? Four? Four. Is it four now? Four. I mean, he's got three game-winning drives already. And that's, like, that's tied with Russell Wilson and one other quarterback. I forgot who else. But, yeah, he's got the same amount of game-winning drives as Russell Wilson. I think Wilson. it might be Matthew Stafford. Is it Matthew Stafford? I think it might be. I don't, I don't remember that. It might be. Uh, yeah, but the Chiefs, I, I expect them to bounce back. They have a fairly easy schedule for the rest of the season. they got to yeah. play the Chargers in L.A., which will basically be a home game for the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, the, then they have to go play the Raiders in Arrowhead, though. So, But then oh, they'll, have a, they'll have a – Huh? That's tough. I mean, it's, it's for, at for Arrowhead. The, for the Raiders. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you were saying it was tough for the Chiefs. Uh they have to play the Patriots in Foxborough, which will be a tough game for them. I expect them to lose that game. But then they'll play the Broncos, the Bears, and the Chargers again. So they have a fairly easy schedule. I mean, realistically, they could easily finish the season 11-5. and five. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I expect them to bounce back. How about two teams hold that – Hold up. Before we move on, do you think Mahomes – can, will or can win MVP? He can. If he throws for around, like, 20, 21 touchdowns and, like, 2,400 yards for the rest of the season. The rest of the season. Let's see. Because that would, that would give it – that's, like, around 400 yards and three touchdowns a game. Yeah, he can. Uh, how how many touchdowns I, did you say? I think I, that that those numbers I spit out were like three touchdowns a game. Okay, how many touchdowns would that be in the whole season? I don't know. I just feel like I feel like that's something that is like realistic for Mahomes, which is insane. Like me thinking four hundred yards and three touchdowns a game is is um is you know possible for anybody in the league. Over a consistent, over like a six week period, it's kind of crazy. I mean, with, with those numbers, he'll finish with about 36 touchdowns and about. No, I don't think he can finish with 5,000 yards at this point, can he? He's got six games left with. You're saying 400 yards a game? 
Yeah, no, but he would have 2,400 yards at that point. 400 yards. Like, in, in, in the last six games, he would have 2,400 yards. Yeah. Yeah, that'd give him 5,000 passing would? yards on the season. Right now, he has 2,600 passing yards. Maybe, like, closer to 300. If he can have 300 yards a game. 400 yeah, yards is 400 a lot. yards a game is a lot. Yeah, that is even a lot. for Patrick Mahomes. 300 yards, I think. 300 is yards doable. a game. Yeah, that, that's much more doable. That'd give him about, what? He's got 26 right now. Give him. That would give him 1,800 yards. Yeah, 1,800 yards for the rest of the season. Um, I think he so can yeah. still win MVP, especially if the Chiefs finish with around like. I think he can, but I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think he will either. And I think that if he was healthy this whole year, I think he would have won MVP. Which sucks. <laughs> like, he would have been back to back back to back MVP. Yeah. Which is crazy to think, to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how about but how about this week? Two teams that legitimately need to tank getting wins. Yeah, I mean, the, the Falcons. Falcons getting a surprisingly big win over the Saints. They were awesome. Like they were so they were dominant against yes. the Saints. And then the Dolphins getting a win over the Colts. I mean, obviously a Jacoby Brissett is hurt. Yeah. Is hurt. If they if, if Jacoby's healthy, they win. Brian Hoyer was lost in that game. He threw three interceptions. Yeah. So I think he had one taken back for a touchdown. No, it was all field goals that whole game. Except for no, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a touchdown. Yeah. I've I we haven't seen the Falcons have a pass ru- any kind of pass rush all season. And in this game they had six sacks. Like that's insane. Grady Jarrett was incredible against the Saints. And I mean I was pissed watching this game. Because I want us to lose. Right. I don't want us to win. I want Chase Young. Um, like, I don't want to win, like, three games and have to be picking, like, six. I don't want that. Yeah. Grady Jarrett, realistically, should have had three sacks that game. They gave him two and a half because... Did, he get, did they give Vic They gave got, Vic that half sack. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, my God. There was this one I knew play, they were going to do well, that. Well, there was this one play where, like, Grady Jarrett sacks Drew Brees, and essentially Vic Beasley comes in at, at the end and, and kind of, like, like, t- he, like, nud- he, like, he, like, he, like, caresses his thigh. <laughs> he, like, he essentially just yeah. nudges Drew Brees. That's BS. I yeah. can't believe that. Vic Beasley finished gave, with one and a half sacks. I caught him, too. Stuff. I was like, they're going to give Vic Beasley half, a half a sack. Yeah. That, that's crazy. But, yeah. Brady Jarrett actually looked like he was worth seventeen million dollars in this game. Yeah, and Jarrett Drew Brees had, was not good. Jarrett had two. Uh, Jarrett had two and a half sacks and had he had five quarterback hits that game. That's Jarrett. pretty crazy. Drew Brees was not good, and his his stats don't even look that bad. But he was not that good. Right. Like their offense was brutal. It was stagnant all game. I I understand kind of why they why they did this, but I felt like. I, I understand that I'm slightly biased because I have Kamara in fantasy, but I really felt like in order to win that game, they needed to get Alvin Kamara the ball a lot more. You need to get your ball into the hands of your best playmakers. They yeah. did a good job of that with getting the ball to Michael Thomas. I mean, he had 13 catches, 152. He always has an insane number yeah. of catches. I mean, they threw the ball to him 14 times. He came down with it 13 of those 14 yeah. times. So, That's because our corners suck, but, you know. Right, but I felt like they could have done a lot more with Kamara. Kamara only had four carries on the night and then had eight catches, which is good, but only four carries out of the backfield. They were, I understand that they were trying to, like, bring him back slowly because he just came back from injury. Yeah. That's just a brutal offensive performance. Only scoring nine points on this Falcons defense. 
Like, like this Falcons defense sucks. Right. And, you know, this Falcons team might end up winning, like, four games. They might end up beating uh, the Bucks once. They might end up beating Jacksonville. You never know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm devastated by this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm glad we beat the Saints because I hate the Saints. Uh, but like, I want Chase Young. Well, it'll suck if y'all end up winning out and then end up yeah. with like a fifth, the fifteenth pick or something like that. Oh my god, that would be that be brutal. Well, now, uh, Dan Quinn's probably gonna keep his job. Like, I mean, he realistically might keep his job now. Yeah, it's crazy. Tough for the Falcons. Yeah. Were there any other great games? I mean, uh, there were. There the Steelers were, and Rams the, were a great. It was a great defensive showdown, and then obviously last night you had the Seahawks and the Forty Nine. Yeah, we had some. We had a great game Sunday night and last night. On Sunday night Vikings. Yeah, Cowboys. Vikings Cowboys was good too. Big win for the Vikings. They really oh, needed yeah. that. They did, especially after that loss to the Chiefs. Chiefs with Matt was, Moore led Chiefs, not even Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But Prescott was awesome. 397 yards, three touchdowns. He was insane. And he took the world by storm with his uh, the, no, no, the viral dance. I don't, I don't really understand that either. He's he's literally just trying to... I don't to, even think that's funny. Like, it's really not that funny to me. Like, he's he's warming up in the, in pregame, trying to work on, like, keeping his hips open when he throws. Oh, it's more of, like, getting that arm out so he can generate a lot of power with his arm so he doesn't have to step in as much. Right. And like step into his throws as much, and like, Bleacher Report is just like, bro. <laughs> Look, it's the Dak. Wyd Dak, and I'm like, Bleacher Report's captions are insanely cringy. I don't know what boomer they have <laughs> as their social media guy, but they need to quit it. Like, Bleacher Report gets roasted all the time for their captions, and their captions are so cringy. And, yeah, Dak has turned into a meme for working on his game. Right. Uh, yeah. I've seen for him. So, and Dalvin Cook went off for yeah. 97 yards and a touchdown on 26 carries. And, apparently, I didn't know this, but he, he was asked by a reporter how it felt to be on the same field as Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Which is hilarious because Dalvin Cook has been better than Zeke. Zeke in that game... Had 20 carries, 47 yards. He was averaging two and a half yards a carry, and then had two catches on three targets. Yeah, they kind Zeke of took was, the ball away from Dak Prescott at one point, which was stupid. Like Dak was really just balling out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. That's a stupid question to ask Dalvin Cook, who's been statistically Much a, to, a top two running back in the league this year. Right. Like he's been he's going he's going nuts right now. Yeah, Amari Cooper was awesome. Well, he, and he also had seven catches. He was their leading receiver that night, too. He also had seven catches for 86 yards. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Have you seen the picture of the uh, the favorite catch on the punt? No. At the end? Uh, yeah, Tavon Austin had a punt, and Jason Garrett tells him to favorite catch it. And he has a wide-open lane, and, I mean, no one, no one near him. No one within 10 yards of him. And Jason Garrett's telling him before he catches it. I think, I think that was before their final drive. I think it was, like, around 30 seconds left. And they, were, they just went conservative on it. And, right. yeah, that was, I mean, people were going nuts about Amari it. Amari Cooper had some of the most insane catches I've seen. Like, 
ridiculous yeah, toe tap. Like it wasn't even just like one yeah. catch though. It was Yeah. It was crazy. He had a great game. Eleven catches for hundred and forty seven yards in the tether. I thought both and quarterbacks were pretty good in this I really, game. Yeah, I agree. They it was a good it was a good game for both quarterbacks. Uh both quarterbacks who are generally average. For how mad these two quarterbacks are, and I don't even think both these quarterbacks are bad. They're not even average. Like they're uh, they're slightly above average. Yeah, but they're and, not like great quarterbacks. But they right. both played. But for how how like much crap both quarterbacks get, they were both pretty good in this game. Um, yeah, that's a that was a great game. It was. The Vikings are surprisingly like a really good team. Um, well, they have a they have a good defense. Their secondary is a little. Eh. There's been moments where you just like. This team is like going to implode. Like in that one week where the offense looked awful and yeah, but all the receivers were unhappy, but now like their defense is great. Yeah. Their uh, and they're, is they're even producing without Adam Thielen. Yeah. Which is great for them. Um, I mean, they're getting the ball to Stephon Diggs. They're really, really getting the ball to Dalvin Cook. Their defense has been phenomenal against the run. Their secondary is very subpar. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, that's kind of crazy to me, too, because I remember a couple of years ago, Xavier Rhodes was, like, top corner in the league. He's kind of falling off a He's bit. fallen off hard. Yeah. It's been bad. A tough, tough couple of years. Rhodes are no longer close. They're, Rhodes like, not they're, close. They're, they're, I think, they're I, think I, saw, I, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I saw a stat where he's the most penalized corner in the league. Really? Yeah. Oh, so is uh, Robert Alfred not playing? Oh, actually, <laughs> actually, he didn't miss time, so there's a reason. <laughs> okay, okay. I forgot. <laughs> Alfred missed the first few games with injury. Yeah. So there's a reason that Rhodes is the most penalized corner. No, Rhodes and, just sucks. Robert no, Alfred is better than No, <laughs> Alfred sucks, okay? No, no. No disrespect to Alfred. He's very athletic. Right. Uh, Big win for the Steelers. They're... Potentially in playoff. I mean, the they're, Rams they're in playoff are insanely bad for no reason. No, there is a reason. You I mean, there why? is a reason. The, their the offensive reason? line is awful. You, you, and this is, the, this is the reason. They paid Goff so much money, and now they can't keep their offensive line together. Yeah. Jerry Goff that is, was like, the... much worse than Mason Rudolph. Right. Which is insane. Like, <laughs> he was, like, not even the best quarterback on the field. Third best quarterback on the field. Uh, who else? Doug? Did <laughs> Doug, 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 Doug didn't play? play. It doesn't matter. Doug doesn't have to play. Well, yeah, he's, he, like, golf was terrible. There were a couple of throws he made and some decisions he made, and I was like, what are you doing? They, the Rams had so many turnovers. It's, it's insane. And their offensive line is just insane. Yeah, their offensive line is terrible because they, they decided that they, you know what, hey, Jared Goff has taken a, us to a Super Bowl. First of all, incorrect. Your team took you to a Super Bowl. Your roster that you strategically built around, like, they built this roster perfectly because yeah. they didn't have to pay golf because he was on a rookie contract. Right. Which they decided that they'd much rather keep golf instead of, like, waiting it out and letting him go. And so they decided to go ahead and pay him now before Patrick Mahomes got his deal, which was, I guess, smart if you're wanting to keep golf. Yeah. Well, paying him all that money was a little bit a little bit questionable. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, that you, you really shouldn't have done yeah, that. Well, the, I, I understand what they're trying to do because they're trying to. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, okay, and that's pretty much what a lot of GMs are trying to do right now. They're like, teams okay, are like let's, panicking. Let's get a deal done before Patrick Mahomes gets paid two hundred million. And yeah, teams are like going to start panicking because Patrick Mahomes is going to get paid like 
close to forty million dollars a year. Right. Which he should. Like he deserves it. Yeah, he's the best player in the league. Yeah. And like the Rams are paying like five guys a majority of their cap. Like Aaron Donald, uh Jalen Ramsey, right, Jerry Goff, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks. And Cooks Cooks isn't even playing, he's hurt. Yeah. And I mean he was great with the Saints, but I mean he's been on three teams in three years. And I mean He's still produced though. I, I don't want to knock on Brandon Cooks. Like Brandon Cooks has produced every single place that he's gone. He's good, but he's I mean, not worth it if he's not gonna be playing. And this I mean is, he's got two concussions this year. Yeah, but this is like I'm saying this is Is he gonna ever is he gonna play again? Yeah, he'll play again, obviously. Two concussions in one season. He'll play again. He's not done with football because of two concussions. Gronk claims that he's had 30-plus. Yeah, well, Gronk's also an idiot. And like. <laughs> okay, I understand. but And he hasn't just had two concussions in his career. He's had more. Yeah, I understand that. And it but all like, adds up. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think he's done with football. I don't think so either, but, I mean, a lot of young... Not a lot, but there's been quite a number of young players that have called quits. Because of these concussions. Because okay. CTE is such a big deal. I, I don't see Brandon Cooks doing that. I mean, he's played for three different teams in three years, like you said. But it's not like he hasn't produced. Like, he's produced everywhere he goes. He was great in New Orleans. He had he was over 1,000 yards in New England. Over 1,000 yards in the first year with the Rams. Yeah. He's been a consistent, like, 1,000-yard receiver. I don't understand. I can't believe that he's been to so many places. Yeah. It's it's kind of ridiculous. I don't think he's... What's he making? I wonder. Probably not that much. Let me look. But yeah, that was a brutal game by them. Too many turnovers. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick had another great day. Because he's been incredible. Um, Nebby in the defensive player of the year. Contract... Or conversation. Yeah. As as of now, he's... He's been insane. Like, he's... Just elevated Is he a front runner defense. for defensive player of the year right now, as of now? I don't know if he is. Uh, I mean, I who mean, else do you got? You have him. Little Bosa. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Josh Allen could be in that combination if you're going to put Bosa. Bosa's Shaq been, Barrett. Shaq Barrett kind of fell off. Yeah, but he's, got, but he's, leading, the le- he's leading the league in sacks. Still? Yeah. With, like, a low number, like 11 and a half. But yeah. I mean, there, there is still six games left. Right. So, but Seems he's like, still... This feels like a low sack year. That, yeah. Which is kind of weird. Six, six weeks, I mean, had done it. I, I mean, mean, last year you It's going to end up being a low sack year. Didn't last year you had two uh, 20-plus sack? No, I don't think so. I thought Aaron Donald and Von Miller both had 20-plus 20 20? last year. I don't think so. Aaron Donald had 20 last year. I don't think both of them had... Hold Am up. I incorrect? You saying Khalil Mack? No, I said Von Miller. Von Miller? Let me look, because... Maybe it was the year before. I don't think Von Miller had 20-plus sacks. I might be wrong, but for some reason I was thinking that That they... just sounds insane to I, me. I know it does. Like, no, he didn't. I was wrong. But, okay, yeah, I was wrong. He had 14 last year. Oh, yeah. For some reason I was thinking <laughs> that him and Aaron Donald both had 20. But I guess not. Yeah. 20 shots for a defensive tackle is insane. Yeah, he like, did. Okay, Vaughn did almost have 20 in 2012. <laughs> At 18 and a half. That's oh, Brandon Cooks is making 16 million, by the way. How much? 16 million. That's not that much. 
Like a year or a year? Oh yeah, that's actually. Yeah, I don't. Think I thought you meant. That. I thought you meant like no. on like a four year contract. No. He's making like four. He's million making a year. four year eighty million dollars. Oh, that's that's actually a pretty nice payday for him. He's like. I don't he's think he's young, worth too. that. He's like twenty five, right? Yeah, I don't think he's worth that though. Oh, that's close to Michael Thomas money, and Brandon Cooks is not close to Michael Thomas. Yeah. I mean, they're paying, like, the Rams just, they're paying too much money for, like, five players. And right. Aaron Donald deserves all the money he gets. Because, Aaron Donald with only five and a half sacks this season. Yeah. 20 it's, and a half last year. That's crazy. But, yeah. I mean, the the Rams, this is such a disappointing season because they had Super Bowl aspirations. Right. Uh, but their I mean, offensive line, like they so made the Super Bowl last year. But golf's been terrible, and their offensive line's not good. Like the Steelers were getting so much pressure on Jerry Goff, and T.J. Watt, who's been great this season, was eating against their offensive line. And the Steelers are—they just might make the the playoffs, and they're five and five now. Yeah, like they're right in that. In uh, the conversation for a wild card. Yeah. It's they, crazy. They've been good. They've been um, really good. And it's, mo- it's mostly because of their defense. And Mason Rudolph was pretty good against the Rams. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Mason Rudolph. Right. He's uh, he's definitely a solid quarterback. He's, he's solid. He's, but I, I think mean, that's all he is. He's solid. He's not going to be like a right. game changer. Right. All right, we got to move on to the Seahawks 49ers game real quick. Yeah, that um, Game Great of the game. year. That's the game of the season so far. Um, I still don't – I don't think this loss says much about the 49ers because they had so many injuries. But huge win for Seattle. Um, I mean, I don't even think Russell Wilson was insane. He wasn't even insane. In he wasn't game. that good. He was 24 for 34, 230. I mean, like, he was good. Like his stat he, line? He, he looked good in that game. He had a good game. But, like – Stat yeah, line, he did, but he wasn't he wasn't crazy. Like stat line twenty four for thirty four, two hundred thirty two yards, one touchdown, one pick. I mean, this game didn't I didn't come away with this game thinking Russell Wilson is the MVP. Uh right. like I did with Lamar Jackson this week. Uh but Seattle was also, like, Both defenses played really well I think. San Fran's defense was insane early. Did you see the um I know you didn't watch the game. Did you see Russell Wilson getting sacked and the offensive lineman taking the ball from him no. and then proceeding to fumble. <laughs> Wait, it was Jermaine Ifedi. Yeah, I think that's his I, name. I and then, and then San Fran. Oh, it was DeForest Buckner returned it for a touchdown. Yes. Now, and they were down by – and that was a huge turning point in the game because San Fran was down double digits. Right. And, I mean, that was a huge turning point in the game for the 49ers. Yeah, that's crazy. One big thing, or one huge issue with San Fran in this game, one of the biggest reasons they lost, were because of dropped passes. They had so many drops, and I don't know if I can, like, see this. Their receiving core is in their box score. Good. Here, can I see how many drops? You can't drop? see drops. No. I mean, well, I swear. kind of. Like, like, Debo Samuel had 11 targets, only caught eight of them. Uh, oh, the, the guy that was dropping so much was Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I swear, there's a, an like there's a. Stat yeah, Ken, for Kendrick drops. Bourne had four drops. 
That's bad. Uh, Tevin Coleman caught all his passes. Emmanuel Sanders caught two out of his four targets. Um, Ross Dwelly, who is their tight end in place of Kittle, caught only three out of seven targets. Yeah, it was not a good game for them. Marquise Goodwin was 0 for 3 with his targets. Yeah, and so was Dante Pettis. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't that good in this game, but he didn't get any help from his receivers. Or his and, offensive line. Yeah. Got sacked five times. Both quarterbacks got sacked five times in that game. Yeah, both defenses were awesome. And the Davion Clowney, Clowney was, so good. was crazy in this game. And Quandre Diggs had a great game. This was his first game with Seattle right. since being traded. Um, and he was awesome. Yeah, had a pick that he returned for 44 yards. Yeah. I mean, just an insane game from both defenses. And in overtime, I mean, that was just an insane overtime. I hate overtime so much in the NFL because I, I just think it's so stupid that essentially your fate is left up to the flip of a coin. Like, especially if it's an, if it's an offensive shootout. This one wasn't, but if it's yeah. an offensive shootout, you can almost guarantee whoever wins the coin toss is going to win the game. Yeah, and and a majority of games nowadays are offensive shootouts, just because that's the way the NFL is. Yeah. Uh, so I hate NFL overtime. I think it needs to change. But this uh, overtime I, I thought was really exciting. Yeah. Like you had Seattle won the toss. Yeah, and they uh, went. They so threw apparently down. some controversy over that. I mean, people people on the internet are eating up the fact that they believe that Geno uh, Smith said tails, but. It, it's clear. I heard, I, what I hear is hails. So. I hear heads. I hear heads, like, very clearly. But, I mean, e- even if I heard tails, I would still say, well, obviously, if he had said tails, yeah, like, the, the people, 49ers, the, the 49ers captains that are right there would have gone berserk. Yeah, Richard Sherman would have punched the ref. He would have killed people. Like, <laughs> it would have been insane. Right. I mean, yeah, and... Also, when I, like, watch that video, if you watch his mouth, you can actually see that he says heads. I'm, like, for, for me, I could see, like, like read his lips. He was, like, heads. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah the overtime period, the first, like, <laughs> Seattle's first possession, they turned down the field with ease. And then and, ended it. And, then, and I was, like, falling asleep on the couch watching Russell it. wasn't through a pick. That was such a bad throw. Right. Like it was a wheel route, and he just underthrew it. It wasn't open at all, really. But then he underthrew it, and he got picked. And taken back for 47 yards. Yeah. Big return. Like, like the 49ers had such a good field position, and then and they couldn't score. And, then, and they drove down easily. I turned that game off before they kicked their field goal. Yeah, and what's his name? Well, first uh, of all, I'm so tired because it's like midnight. Yeah, it was midnight when the game and, was. But then again... And then I was like, they got this. And then the and then rookie McLaughlin missed, missed it. Like, it wasn't even like he missed it barely. He just shanked the That's kick. potentially the worst missed kick I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was really I, bad. I, mean, I, I can't believe it wasn't blocked. Well, I thought it was blocked. When I watched I, I thought it, it was blocked. It, I thought it, it was blocked. Because I, I thought there's no way this kick wasn't blocked. Because the way it moved, I would have... I was like, I just had to. Have well, it like, like when it came off his foot, and like it looked like when it hit the line, it immediately went straight yeah. left. And he just missed it. It was and bad. Then, yeah, and then they showed the replay like up close at the line, and nobody had a hand on it. It was just a terrible kick. And then 
the forty nine or the Seahawks don't have super far to go before they're in field goal range, and Jason Myers drills it. Oh, and game over. Yeah, crazy game. Game of the year so far. Um, and I mean, really, the only other contender for that is the Saints Texans game. Yeah. Yeah. Not this. This is like. Seven turnovers total in this game, but it didn't even feel like it was an ugly game. It just felt like a really, really exciting game to watch. Uh, but I still think the 49ers are the second-best team in the NFL. Um, and, I mean, they're a top-three team. Whether you want to put, like, New England first, Baltimore first, they're a top-three team. And they had so many injuries. George Kittle was out. Emmanuel Sanders was out. Uh, Matt Breda was hurt. Had a ton of injuries, but a great game. Yeah. All right, Go let's move on. Let's move on to college football. Uh, great week for college. Yeah, football. great week. Minnesota Penn State was the first game on, and wow, did Minnesota come to play? Oh yeah, they were incredible. Especially quarterback Tanner Morgan, he was so efficient with the football. I mean, it helps when you have. They have phenomenal receivers at Minnesota. Yeah, they have Tyler Johnson, who I think. Is I don't I don't know if Rashad Bateman, who's their other guy, is a bona fide first rounder, or even a, a bona fide day two guy. Yeah. But he's getting there, and Tyler Johnson from the beginning of the season has been pretty much uh, not unanimous, but he's been in heavy conversation for being a first round pick. Uh, so they have two guys that are really good, um, and Tanner Morgan was so efficient with the football. 18 for 20, 339 yards and three touchdowns. Their run game was not, like, phenomenal, yeah. but it wasn't bad. Their run game is, is pretty much been, like, one of their biggest strengths all season. I mean, their, their leading rusher, 18 carries for 51 yards, and they had a guy with six for 33, seven for 33. I mean, they finished with 121 rushing yards on the night and a touchdown, but... I mean, but then you have Rashad Bateman, their, one, one of their receivers, number 13, have seven catches for 203 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Johnson, who I was just talking about, have seven catches for 104 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. It was crazy. And their defense shut down Penn State. Uh, Sean Clifford was terrible in this Antoine game. Winfield, who was – he went into that game being second in the NCAA in interceptions, number one in the Big Ten in interceptions, yeah. and then got two picks against Sean Clifford. Clifford looked bad. Yeah, he made some bad decisions. He was awful. Clifford their their offense picks. was terrible. Yeah, Clifford went 23 for 43 for 340 and a touchdown and then had three interceptions. I mean, their running their game, run game was, was nice good. because Johnny Brown had 124 yards on 14 carries. And two touchdowns. But, but – Sean Clifford was terrible. Like their, the only bright spot in their passing game was KJ Hamler. Hamler, which that's what it's been all season. And I mean, they're they're and uh, he was making plays by himself. Their tight end too. Their tight end's been really good all season too. Uh, Pat uh, Fairmuth, number eighty seven. I, I don't Baby know how to say his name. Yeah, he's he's been good all season. He had seven catches for a hundred yards. But, I mean, I think the most surprising thing about this game was Minnesota's deep or Minnesota or Penn State's. Defense not coming to play like they right, they allowed two receivers to get over a hundred yards and they allowed Rashad Bateman to have two hundred and three yards on seven catches. Right, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean Penn State just didn't come to play. And I mean, when are we gonna start talking about James Franklin as like struggling in big games? 
because he lost to Ohio State last year right. in devastating fashion, and he lost to Minnesota this year. And I mean, he's one of the he's a great coach, and he's done a great job of um, bringing Penn State back from the dead after the after the death penalty. But like, this is a bad loss. They should have beat Minnesota. Right, I agree. And now Minnesota is in the talks for the playoff. If Minnesota goes undefeated and wins the Big Ten, they'll easily get into the playoffs. But they have yeah. such a hard road to do that. They yeah. have to play. They have to play Iowa this week, who is they, they a stingy defensive. They should win that game, obviously. Iowa's terrible offensively, offensively, but they have a great defense. Yeah. Led by AJ Epeniza, their defensive end, and then they have Northwestern, who's one and eight right now. Should be a guaranteed dub, but then they have to play a tough running game with Wisconsin and Jonathan Taylor, and Wisconsin also very good defense. So they have two more like legitimately qu- uh, quality games, and then they'll have to play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. That'll be the big game. I expect them to go undefeated in the regular season. Yeah, and finish out the regular season undefeated. And I expect them to pretty much get – like, I expect Ohio State to wipe the floor with Minnesota just yeah. because of how dominant yeah. they've been all season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially like this week, Ohio State with a 73-14 to 14 win over Maryland. I mean that's not even that's not even a Division two team that's a that's another Power Five team that they just played. Yeah, and like that the, they just made look like a look like a high school team. Yeah, and the the biggest like one of the most annoying things for me on social media is when people are just like, well, who have who have they played in in response in response to literally any team besides LSU? Yeah, if it's not LSU, it's who have they played? Well, here's who Ohio State. It's played. like okay, Ohio State. Hasn't had like a phenomenal schedule per se, like compared it, it's to LSU. Top five. It's but it's number still five. really good. They have the fifth ranked strength of schedule. Right. They dominated Wisconsin and uh, handled Michigan State thirty four to ten. That was their. That's I think that's their closest yeah. game of the season. Uh, I mean, they Cincinnati, who's ranked right now and who only has one loss on the season, right? Yeah. And that is to Ohio State, where Ohio State decimated them forty two to nothing. Yeah. Indiana, I mean, who's a two-loss two two loss team, team that's ranked. Are they, were yeah. they ranked? In no, the, uh, not in the playoff poll. In the, playoff ranked poll. In in the, the AP teams. poll, they were ranked. But they Ohio State beat Indiana 51-10. to 10. I mean, yeah. those are quality wins. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just something that really frustrates me, and I'm just like, well, who has this team win? And I had someone on Instagram. I was like, they were saying that LSU uh, should be favored to win the title because – their resume is better than Ohio State's. And I was just like, well, that doesn't really, their resume doesn't matter in terms of, like, who's favored to win the title because Ohio State's the best team in the country. And they're just like, well, they haven't played anybody. And I'm like, well, they have, but their resume doesn't matter. And these people are just like, LSU has three top ten wins. I'm like, bro, it doesn't matter what their resume is. Right. Ohio State's the best team in the country. They've been dominant. They've won every game by at least 24 points. Can you shut up about LSU's resume? Like, Ohio State is top 10 in both offense and defense, and they have been dominant all season. They're, they're the best team in the country, and you would tell, you would be able to tell this if you just watch them play. They're better than LSU. Well, who have they played? Yeah, they're doing all this against weak competition. I'm just like, whatever. Just here, just, you take the dub, and when Ohio State wins the natty, I will just relish in my correctness. But yeah, like the the uh who have they played argument is so overplayed and it makes me so mad. Right. 
So the Big Twelve this year might screw themselves over out of the playoffs. Yeah, because they're like gonna. Like, I, I, it's just tough because the only two teams that they have that can legitimately make the playoffs are, Baylor, are Oklahoma and, and Baylor, Baylor. and, and it, they're gonna have to play each other twice. Yeah. So if they go like one and one, I mean, yeah, they're done. They're done. The the Big Twelve is not gonna make it. And Baylor's not beating Oklahoma twice. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think they will. They're not meeting each other twice. And they're not meeting Oklahoma twice. Like so if they if they, they gotta play this week, it's at Baylor. If Baylor wins this game, I don't see how they win. I don't think that they'll be able to go and play them again and win. I just can't see that happening. Lincoln Riley is such a good coach. I he'll game plan for that really hard. Yeah. I, I just can't see that happening, them losing twice to Baylor. So I think they're they're kinda gonna like screw themselves out of a playoff spot. Because they have, I mean, the Big 12 is just kind of weak. Yeah, it is. It really is. Oklahoma and Baylor is it. Baylor, I don't even, I'm not convinced that Baylor is really that good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have, like, they have some solid wins. They don't really have any, like, they beat, good wins. They beat Oklahoma State. Are they ranked in this? I don't think they're ranked in the, in the playoff field they this are. week. They, they are. are. They're, like, 20. I mean, they, right they beat, um... Kansas State, who just lost, yeah, they but they Kansas play. State they play Texas. They play Texas after Oklahoma this week. Right. So that's another chance to get a big win. Like, obviously, if Baylor wins out, they're gonna make. But Baylor's out. also had some like tough games. Like they played Rice and yeah. only beat them twenty-one to thirteen. And then like they played uh, West Virginia, who's not a good football team, and yeah. beat them seventeen to fourteen. And then went into triple overtime with TCU. Uh, if Baylor wins out, which it. it I will be it's shocked if that happens. They're automatically in. Like, there's no chance they aren't in the playoff. Right. Uh, yeah. And the playoff falls. It's, it's so crazy. Like, the committee did such a good job with the rankings last week, especially the top ten. And even ranking Minnesota, I thought Minnesota deserved the 17th. Like, I thought they deserved to be ranked 17th because they had played literally nobody, and they struggled early on in this season against – like, terrible teams and non-Power 5 teams. And, like, they got a big win against Penn State, and they deserving they, they deserve to be uh, the number eight team in the country. But I, I, felt, I felt like in the top six, the committee made a lot of, like, really weird decisions, like putting um, Georgia ahead of Alabama yeah. was interesting, uh, considering they lost to South Carolina. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I think they – almost had to do that just because it's like, well, Alabama just lost, so they yeah. got to move down. Oh, also, Georgia, Georgia should not be below Penn State. That is that is stupid. Georgia's not below Penn State. Yeah, they are. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I, I do not believe Georgia should be above Penn State. Okay. My bad. I see what you're saying. Like, Penn State has almost as good of wins. I mean, Georgia has better wins. Georgia Slightly has wins better over wins. Florida. And... And, uh, uh, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame, And right. Penn State has wins above uh, Iowa and – and who, who's the other win? Mi- uh, Michigan. Michigan. Um, and, th- I mean, it may seem like Penn State's wins are much worse, but they're really not. Like, in terms of ranking in this week's polls, they're really not that far apart from Georgia's wins. And Penn State doesn't have a terrible loss against South Carolina. So I don't understand why Georgia is ranked fourth. They shouldn't be ranked fourth. And their their loss to South Carolina should hold more weight than it is currently holding. 
I, I kind of agree with you, but I see what the committee did. Like, I understand why they put him at four. Yeah. But I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't understand why they're ahead of Penn State. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, Penn State, the committee, obviously, and this a lot of this comes back to preseason rankings and, like, why we shouldn't have preseason rankings. Yeah. Like, the committee is looking at, like, hey, you just lost to the number 17 team. You're going to have to move down from four to nine. Right. Like, so they're not going to – like, they're not – what what you're saying is you don't think Georgia should have ever been ranked that high in the first place? Like like when the last when the first one came out, you didn't th- you don't feel like Georgia should have been. Like they were ranked. Six. They were ranked too high last week in my opinion. Right, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So, because you feel like they should be punished like far harsher for the loss against South Carolina, and yes. instead you feel like people are just kind of like letting it slide and like because they beat Florida. Right. Like. And apparently that just wipes it all away. Like, no, they lost to South Carolina with their third-string quarterback at home. No, that loss is awful. And, it like, they should be penalized for it. I don't think they should be four. And they should be, like, five, six, maybe. Yeah, but, okay, so, like, if you had to, like, the, the first college football playoff ranking was, like, set. Like, you understand why they're at four, right? Or would you have rather had, like, Oregon at four over Georgia? Like, like considering that, like, if you have to stay with the first college football playoff ranking that comes in, like, then would you rather put Oregon at four? Or would you rather have Alabama just go down one spot to four and leave Georgia at, like, five? Or were they five? No, they were six. Mm, I think Alabama maybe should be four. Given this situation, like you, do you feel like that just in general? Like even if you're just doing like a fresh start ranking, like not considering wait, what they were last year. Wait, not, uh, not last year, last week. Last, not considering what they were last like, week. Okay, so like I don't think what last week I don't think last week's rankings should really have like much to do with. Well, this they week. they obviously do. Yeah, I know. Be- but like. So, not considering last week's rankings, do you feel like I, Alabama I just, should be four? Do I think Alabama should be four? Yes. Uh, mm, they should be ahead of Oregon. They should be ahead of Oregon. They should be ahead of Georgia. Should they be ahead of Minnesota? Yeah. And you're and the reason you're saying they should be ahead of Minnesota is because they've been dominating all their SEC opponents. Yeah. And they just lost to LSU, who happens to be yeah. a phenomenal team. Yeah. And I I believe, like, your level of play, like the eye test, your level of dominance should hold more weight than your resume. Okay. But I do believe, like, if if someone has, like, three top ten wins, obviously rank them over a team that's been dominant. Like, they deserve to be ranked above them. But I think Alabama should be ranked ahead of Minnesota. And if Minnesota... Keep playing like they did against Penn State. They gotta be ranked ahead of Alabama, and I'm completely fine with that. Right, understandable. Uh, but I just, I just, yeah, I feel like the 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 committee was like had like the one week where the rankings were really good, and they just took a big dump on them this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like I understand 
why they felt like they had to do it because they were putting so much weight on last week's rankings. And, like, it's like, okay, Alabama lost. We can't just move them down one. we got to move them down two. And Georgia lost a longer period of time ago than Alabama did. So, like... That just makes no sense, though. But you understand it, right? Like, I, I understand I, that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I understand why, but I also think it's ridiculous and, and stupid. So, I mean, from your but point any, of view... But then again, you and I both think this whole system of choosing teams is dumb. Right. From But from your point of view, you're saying, like, you think that they should go in every week, like, completely fresh. Just, like, look at a team's resume every week? Or should they look at what they've been ranked before? No. I, like, it's so hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it'd be so... I mean, this is an un, unpopular opinion, but I think we both share this. I feel like it'd just be so easy to just leave this up to a computer. Yeah. Instead of having... Or just have, like... Maybe not up Opinion. to yeah up to a computer, but have like a BCS specific was fine. have a criteria. A criteria is like important. what what is held, and I mean we could all we could honestly do this like have a have like a a podcast episode set for just, like just, just talking about how but, to fix the college yeah. football playoffs. But like yeah, we need we need to have set a set criteria. I think that's the biggest thing. I think the easiest thing and I've I've, you ta- I've talked do. about this on on our last podcast that I did uh, by myself. And I talked about like when like my biggest issue is we don't really have a criteria. Right. It's, it's not like a black and white. This is what you need to do, and you're penalized for this. It's like no, we don't even know what the committee values. I mean, we can kind of tell by the rankings, and like we can tell what they do. Like we can kind of tell what they value when they rank this team over this team. But, like we don't know. They haven't said this is what we value. Well, I feel like. Obviously, the easiest and most quickest, efficient way yeah. to just, like, make it better would be to do a BCS playoff. Instead of, like, having BCS with top two, have BCS top four and then have the right. playoff. Or even do BCS and then expand the playoff to six so that more conferences are represented. Especially considering that the NCAA is essentially a five-conference league. Yeah. Like, you have the five, like, biggest conferences, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12... Uh, yeah. ACC and SEC. So you should give, like, theoretically, all four, all five conferences need a chance to have a representative. Right. So if you're going to do that, I mean, then you can do, like, just BCS with six, have the first two teams have buys. Yeah. But obviously we can definitely spend hours talking about how to fix we the playoffs. Should. We probably yeah. should. Yeah, this, let's, week's, this week's Let's move on to LSU Alabama, okay. which was awesome. Oh, man. Joe Burrow, I think... I, I'm not gonna put out another mock draft this week, just because I feel like I I do them too much. Even though I've no, only put out you, two. no, come on, you've only done two. CBS does one like every. CBS day. does one every single week, and it's kind of. I mean, I guess it's cool, but that seems like so much. Yeah, and this is like why? And why do we need Jordan Love to keep going up every week? We don't need this. It's so bad. But yeah, but yeah, yeah I feel game, like if I had to do another mock draft this week, after this week, I feel like. Joe Burrow kind of like is is the top candidate for the first overall pick right now, or at least first overall quarterback taken. Yeah, he's the he's the number one overall quarterback, easy in my opinion. Obviously, you can make an argument for Chase Young with the number one overall pick, um, or at least being the best player in this draft. Right. But every time I watch Joe Burrow, I just come away. Joe Burrow more makes impressed. plays like like to me, Justin Herbert had is 
far more superior like physically like he has a better arm he pushes the ball like he, ha he has much better arm strength he's much bigger like much more prototypical size but Joe Burrow just makes it happen consistently and he's so accurate with the and football. he has such a good touch such a good anticipation like he throws the ball to spots before his receivers are open and that's like a very um like a very rare quality for a quarterback and I mean I think he showed this game that he's better than Tua and right. Tua can have the numbers, but I mean, if Joe wanted to throw screens or as All much day. as as put many Joe screens on as Tua does, do the same thing that Tua's doing, he'll put up the same stats. Yeah, like you know who else can do what Tua's doing? Justin Fields, Herbert, literally right. any of the top quarterbacks in the country. And I'm no disrespect to Tua; he's a good quarterback, a good and he does some incredible stuff. Um, and he's a good quarterback in his own right, and. Um, I mean, he's extremely accurate, and he does some things that are just extremely incredible when he's not throwing screens. Um, but Joe Burrow is incredible, and he made some insane throws in this game. There was one throw against Alabama that, oh, man, it just – I it, it was an incredible, perfectly thrown ball. So he had – I think it was Jamar Chase. Was it the first throw of the, of the game, or was it the 50-50 ball? I was it the? It might have been the first throw. It was so. Jamar Chase is on the left sideline. Jamar Chase oh, yeah. beats the corner, but the safety comes over. So he has like there's the safety, the wide receiver, then the the corner. So he has this tiny little window where he has to drop the ball in between, like right on the receiver, in between the safety and the wide receiver. And he just like throws it up with perfect touch to where it drops right into the hands of Jamar Chase in stride. It's it was one of the most beautifully thrown balls I've seen all season. Yeah, if not the best ball I've seen. It's all season. uh one of the biggest knocks that Joe Burrow will, or one of the biggest knocks people will have on Joe Burrow uh, when the draft process comes around is that he doesn't have good arm strength, and like that's a fact. He's not like even close. To Jacob Eason or Justin Herbert when it comes to arm strength. Or even Tua. Uh, but, I mean, he has unbelievable touch and accuracy. And that throw was insane. Yeah. And that's a tiny window he has to fit that ball into. And it was crazy. But Joe Burrow was insane in this game. I mean, he was crazy running the ball. Yeah, he's... And he showed off some athleticism. He's, he's much more athletic than people give him credit for. Yeah. He's, like, very mobile, surprisingly. And, I mean, he he had that fumble, which is bad, but, I mean, he didn't have any picks. Man, Tua's fumble was impressive. Oh, man. Tua's fumble at the beginning. And that, was, that was so weird on, on their like, first drive. So, Tua is, he he pulls the ball, and he's, I, I think it was a pass play. I don't think it was a design quarterback run. No, was it, it wasn't a design quarterback yeah, he run. He's, like, running out of the out pocket, and, like, yeah. and he's, like, running. He has a clear shot to the end yeah. zone. It's going to be a touchdown. He gets, I think he's about the five-yard line. He gets to well, about he the like five-yard line. He tucks it, and when he tucks it, the ball just the like, ball pops out. The ball pops out of his, and, and LSU hops on it. Yeah. That 50-50 ball to Jamar Chase was beautiful, though. Like, on that ensuing yeah. drive for LSU. It was Trevon Diggs. What I mean, Joe Burrow just threw it to a place where Trevon Diggs could not get anywhere near it to defend it. Like, Without he, interfering with the right. receiver. Like, he would have had to, like, move his – contort his body in supernatural ways to uh, yeah. to stop that ball from being caught. 
or just have to like throw yeah. the receiver to the ground before right. the ball got there. But that's what LSU does. Like LSU is extremely aggressive with fifty fifty balls. They've been doing this all season. Uh, like if if they if they get a one on one situation with Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, they're gonna hit him with a fifty fifty ball. Like they're gonna hit him with a back shoulder. Uh, I mean, they even tried to do this against Auburn. Um, they didn't have much success with it. I mean, Jibber ended up throwing a pick one time. But, I mean, that was a beautiful throw. And LSU is so aggressive with their play calling. And, like, their RPO, their system this year is just incredible. And it, it utilizes Jibber's strengths. And they were awesome in this game. Like, Alabama could not stop them, especially in the second quarter. LSU had 23 points and was up 33 to 13 at the half. And it was over at that point. Even though Alabama came back and was able to uh, get some momentum after Joe Joe Burrow's fumble. Uh, But LSU had control this game the whole entire time. Right. This is the first game all year that I've really seen, like, Derek Stingley look like an actual freshman. Yeah, Stingley looked bad in this game. He had that one moment where his coach is talking to him. Yeah, his coach is talking to him on the sideline. He's, like, looking at the sideline, trying to figure out what his the DB coach is saying to him. And then the ball snapped. Devontae Smith just runs right by him for a touchdown. uh, For a touchdown that made the game, like, really close. Like, if Alabama had gotten that onside kick and gone and scored, I think they'd win the game, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, because it was a three-point game. That wasn't as late in the game as you think. I think it was late in the third quarter. No, it wasn't. Was it, was it not? not in the third quarter? That was uh, that was with about a minute left in the fourth quarter. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like in the third quarter. I didn't think. No, it was it was, it was uh, it was very late in the game. Yeah, that was uh, that was a tough play for Stingley. See, yeah, That's, it was uh, like, yeah, the, there was a minute and twenty one yeah. seconds left. The fourth quarter in this game was insane, and there was. 34 points scored total. Uh, Alabama crawled back into this game and was competitive, but their defense was terrible and could not get a stop. Right, and, going into the fourth quarter, it was 33-20 to 20 LSU, and at the, by the end of the game, it was 46-41. to 41. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith had seven catches for 313 yards, two touchdowns. Like, Alabama really scored 21 points in the, in the fourth quarter, and... LSU oh, by the way, this game was to... better than the 2011-9-6 game. Yeah. And, easily. yeah, like, this game was much better. And, like, I think the star of the game might have been... Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He LSU's had 20, 20 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. Alabama could not four tackle touchdowns. him. He had three rushing, three rushing and one, but one receiving. receiving touchdown. But he was insane in this game. And it feels like he's been overlooked... This year, uh, but he—I mean, this was a signature game for him. I didn't realize how many rece- receiving yards he had. He had nine catches for seventy-seven yards. He was fantastic in this game. He was awesome. I mean, LSU's that, whole offense just looked so good against Alabama. Yeah, like, I mean, Alabama just looked completely overwhelmed, and Alabama was sloppy all game. Penalties. Yeah. It, it was bad. Yeah, this is a. Uh, a weirdly undisciplined Alabama team. Yeah. Um, very uncharacteristic for a Nick Saban coach squad. And, like, they couldn't tackle. Like, there were so many broken tackles uh, by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It was it was crazy to watch. Um, but, yeah, a very impressive win by LSU. 
Right. All right and I was on. shocked. I mean, I thought Alabama was going to win this game. Yeah, it was. I mean, LSU dominated except until the fourth quarter. They were completely dominant. Yeah. All right, let's move on to this week's matchups. There's some actually. There's some pretty big matchups, uh, like playoff implication wise. Like if Georgia doesn't beat Auburn, they're out. Eh. Georgia's no, technically done. Georgia's technically not done. I they're guess technically not done, but, but chances they're pretty much are they've not been in LSU because their offense is not good. Right, and then that so that's a LSU. that's a big game in the SEC. If Georgia, it's at Auburn. If Auburn can like Auburn's defense is going to ball out, but yeah. if Auburn can't score, it's I mean, they won't be able to. If if they do, if they can keep up with Georgia, which I mean Georgia doesn't have like a high powered. You don't have to keep year. up with them. You just have you to. You just like, have to outscore them. Yeah. And not by much. You just have to put up like. Yeah. I mean, Georgia last week played Missouri and won twenty seven to nothing, right? Yeah. And then played Kentucky, twenty eight to nothing. I mean, they haven't been like blowing out bad teams. They win twenty eight nothing. They win twenty one nothing. Twenty one nothing. Against Kentucky, yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Because they they scored zero in the first half. That's right. Yep. Because DeAndre Swift had three touchdowns in the second half. That's yeah. right. Um, so yeah, I mean, if Auburn can keep up with Georgia by, I mean, which is not hard, they can they can win the game. And maybe the committee will properly rank them. Maybe so, and then you've got. A pretty big game uh, for the Big 12 with Oklahoma and Baylor this week. I mean, that's got huge playoff Im- implications. If if Baylor loses, they're obviously done. Yep. And if Oklahoma loses, they're done. I mean, you're not going to put a two-loss team right. in the playoff. Th- I mean, this this is a very bad situation for the Big 12 because, like I said before, they can easily get screwed over if they – if, like – Baylor wins one of these contests, and then Oklahoma wins the next one. Yeah, if Baylor and Oklahoma split the, these the games. The out. Yeah, they're out. So that's tough. It's unfortunate for them. Uh, and then you have Minnesota and Iowa. Minnesota should be able to get it done, but if they can't get it done, they're, they are done. Yeah. Um, so those are the really the only big games this week. I mean, Clemson-Wake Forest. Wake Forest is 7-2, and two, but I, I expect Clemson to just absolutely steamroll Wake Forest. Yeah, Clemson's gonna win out and make the top. I mean, there's gonna there's three teams that I think are locks right now, like LSU, Clemson. Yeah, I'd say Clemson, Ohio LSU, State. and Ohio State. I Ohio think, State, I think, has the toughest path to get there. I mean, because they still have to play Penn State and Michigan, and then yeah. play Minnesota. But I expect them to win out. I mean, LSU has to play what Arkansas, Ole Miss, and A and M. Yeah, and if they lose out, Auburn gets into the conference championship. Okay, buddy, keep dreaming. Yes. Um, no, I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't think yeah, it's gonna happen. I I know, but LSU really realistically, they're only gonna have to play Georgia in the SEC championship, right? And they should easily outscore them. Georgia's offense has been so subpar, and LSU has. Do they have the best offense in the nation right now? Is it like statistically, or is it Ohio State? It's Ohio State. Okay. No, actually, it's Oklahoma. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's really two big games, and that's it. Uh, this week, but yeah, I mean, there now college football is just like <laughs> it is heating up. We got a lot of play, a lot of games with playoff implications. Unfortunately, I don't have any uh 
any stock in anything just because Georgia Tech sucks so bad. Yeah, but, they're terrible. You know, it happens. It's whatever. It happens. It's it's tough. It's a tough scene. Alrighty, I think that's yeah, going to for this episode. Pretty much, pretty much it for this epi- episode. If you want to see more content from us, go check us out at thewiresports.com. Uh, we haven't put anything up recently. But put a mock draft up, uh, but... That was what, a, week ago. a week ago, just about. Yeah, go check yeah, us out there. Day. You can watch our pod. You can uh, see the latest episodes of our podcast on our website under the podcast tab. Um, you can see articles from us. Um, I should be coming out with a YouTube video soon, so watch, look, look for that at um, our YouTube channel at The Wire. I um, mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah, 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 yeah